hey kids, you uh, you trying to get into Segment City? Well, you really shouldn't, because Segment City is a mature podcast, and listener discretion is advised. I'm just trying to look at, I know I'm in an alleyway, I know, I know how I look, but I got some fireworks for you kids. I got snakes and I got sparklers, that's all I got. Oh, don't give me that. doing lunges and squats while we record if my audio quality is garbage it's because i'm doing squats and lunges Ugh, yeah the- <laughs> stretch it out i got all this you mobility did? i can reach everywhere i can yeah, turn I'm around on a dime i can mm-hmm. do a cool spin move in our podcast for the audio listeners none of these things are this is an audio medium uh-huh. and none of the nobody's gonna see this in fact it's these are detriments to a normal audio podcast no, by I'm, I'm turning get- around, moving, <laughs> lunging, squatting. So so let me get this straight. You're going to just kind uh-huh. of, the audio is going to kind of go like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> having a great time. You know, just having a. Exactly. No, that's great. Stories, I, I got gaffes. new standing desk finally mm. here. I finally, after mm-hmm. years of recording this podcast, I have the ability to, my blood is circulating. I feel more energized than ever. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to this, laugh so hard at these goofs. <laughs> I mean, come on. I, it's a whole new world. I don't know if... The, ooh, we're going to have to see how this experiment goes, because I don't know if I'm ready for high energy moving about limber Theo. <laughs> you aren't ready to for... Me. Are you ready for when I laugh at your jokes for my, for my glutes to be clenched? Are you ready for that? Because that's something I can do now. <laughs> No, I'm looking forward to the glutes afterwards. Okay, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, have to, I have to say, the room that you're in is like the top floor, and it feels very claustrophobic because your head is- It is right it, next yeah, to you. Yeah, it's very good. You just, you just touched your head against the wall because mm-hmm. I heard the ceiling, technically, because it's an angled ceiling. Uh, this is, is this your first standing desk? Well, I've I've had standing desks before in my previous office, but I've never in mm. my home office. This is my first home office standing desk, and I'm very, very thrilled to introduce it to the family. It's, it's exciting. Thing. It's exciting to be here for all of us. Just in time for the holidays. Just in time for the holidays. We're all loving it here. Uh, Where you're going to have people over, you're going to filter every single person into your office, and you yeah. go, check this out. And it, keeps, <laughs> and it goes it very slow, going. and you go, wait, yeah, wait, wait for until it, it wait goes. for it. Well, the whole thing was you know that how, I didn't yeah. have it to this point in our house because it required switching the room that I had set up my office in mm-hmm. so that I could actually find a position like that I could use my standing desk because I'm too tall for this dang setup because it, it is in the top mm-hmm. floor of my house and I would bonk mm-hmm. my head against the, the the ceiling if I had set it up in my previous office. That's the whole yeah. shtick. We we had them in uh, when I worked in an office. They had them and I people would sometimes use them. Mm-hmm. I always sat at a desk that was already like very tall itself, so I could stand up whenever. What like do you, was, wait? What? Was, How? But I had a big stool for a like it was a a big chair, like a tall chair, I should say. So you were sitting. So, oh, I see. You're sitting in a, in a raised feet chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I thought yeah. my initial my initial reaction was like you had your arms <laughs> like way up above your head and you were staring up at your screen and you're like <laughs> I can stand anytime I want. <laughs> so efficient. <laughs> so efficient. 
if I could see this code, it'd be going so fast. It would hurt my <laughs> eyes. Great. I'd be solving these bugs. <laughs> I would. Oh, that was a bad office because nobody had assigned seats. It was an open open office, mm-hmm. and there was one seat that you could uh, you could like almost shield yourself into a corner. Oh, good um, privacy corner with. Yeah, because you you there was like monitors that you could hook into, and so you could angle the monitor so it like it literally it formed a wall. That's good. So you, you can take a little a, nap pod, self created yeah, nap exactly. pod. <laughs> my my so office I, has one nap pod, and it's where I'm sitting right now. <laughs> but it's I I feel like uh, the problem with standing desks is that my dang feet get tired after a way less time than I would want. Mm, well, we'll see if I can make it through this whole episode. I mean. Yeah. We'll see. I haven't built up any stamina. I'm being very ambitious about volunteering to stand for this first episode. I do think that you should. I mean, if you even if you don't call out that you're about to lower the desk, yeah. I think we're going to figure we're it gonna, out. We're going to. Yeah. It'll, it'll be a very telltale sign. Yeah, it will uh, be. And I'll, I'll have to take a Gatorade break halfway through just to get my electrolytes mm. back up. Uh, yeah, you know. Exactly. Confer with coach, that's, call some new plays. That's, that's something I'm worried about is that your energy is going to be high. It's going to be high off the bat. I'm gonna, really excited about this off the bat. You know, don't worry about shifting me. Shifting from foot to foot. They never, I do because you're never the only other person me. on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be able to say at the end of the podcast, that they, no one believed in me. No one at this oh. podcast believed in me. Well, we got to ask the question, what the heck is this podcast? But first, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Will Kane. Uh, and I'm sitting for life. I don't care what people say <laughs> if it's as bad as smoking cigarettes. That's what oh, I don't care. Take those years off my life. I'll be comfortable. And I'm Theo Sapakos, and I'm bonking my head into the ceiling all the time. You know me. This is stubbing <laughs> my toe. I'm listen. I'm just I'm just clowning around over here. All right, hey, Theo. Yeah. Genuinely, what else is new? I'm just shrekking around over here. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a podcast in which Theo and I uh, we just stand in silence. The entire program. It's, t- it's to honor the troops of Who? Segment City that are const- constantly provoking other nations into war. <laughs> okay. I was, I'm glad that you didn't, uh, that we took a fictional stance. Yeah. Fictional stance. I, I'm, I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not dying on any hills today. I'm good. Yeah, I, I'm, gl- I'm glad that you didn't bring your, any of your Israel-Palestine solutions into mm-hmm. this because no, that would be very bad. I'm not but an authority no, there, no. This is a podcast in which Theo and I, we present segments each week. We dumpster dive our way through the internet. We go on Wikipedia, Amazon, all your favorite websites, and we get all those good comedy morsels, and we package them up for you. And we're going to start with a Will Ask, and I'm going to preface this by saying we've had similar conversations that I remember mm-hmm. to this Will Ask, um, but... And, and you will have to tell me if we've already talked about this. But we've, okay. we've kind of gone around it. <laughs> it's possible. 170 it's something, very... something into it. We're, we're definitely circling. We're circling the proverbial drain pipe on topics, you know, like. Yeah. 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 What is your personal favorite pie flavor? It's that time of the year, huh? Gotta gotta choose yeah, a favorite. Yeah, we got to the pie. I gotta, choose a, I, gotta choose an, I gotta choose a winner, huh? This time of the year? Mm. Ah. Best pie flavor. Best pie flavor for me, it's got to be yeah. seasonal. I, I can't, Ooh. I can't, like for me right now, this moment, I would slam a jam, a pumpkin pie. But you're Ooh. talking about in like mid-July? I don't know if I'm in that interested. I'm like wrong season, wrong energy. Get that out of my face a little bit. I I have a top three just okay. because I, I feel like that um, 
uh, I think because there are so many good pies. Pies and, the best. And we've pies we've talked best. about cakes versus pies. We've talked about like yeah. Uh, we've we've kind of we talked we had an entire Thanksgiving. Uh, we did a ranking competition. Yeah, we, we did, did a ranking. Yeah, they fought against each other. Go listen to those old episodes. Uh, but my number one, I'm gonna say, and th- I'm gonna say number one and number two, f- flip a coin to me. One A, like one B. Yeah, so, they're yeah. basically like both top. Uh, number one though, I'm gonna have to choose for the all year around ability. Uh-huh. Blueberry pie. Blueberry pie is a summer pie to me. So I don't think of that as a Thanksgiving really? pie. For me, that's like a mid summer because that's but when they're seas- is, but that's when they're seasonal. This is not a Thanksgiving. That I didn't ask what what's the best oh, Thanksgiving right. pie. Yeah, yeah. No, I said right. what's the best pie. <laughs> you're right. You know, I'm in this headspace about Thanksgiving you, pie. You're totally right. Because you <laughs> if you're there. asking that, if you're gonna ask me that, then we get right to my number two, which is uh, could be my number one depending on the day. Pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie is, a, is, Absolutely. is amazing. Yeah, I think I've got a I've got an even time split. 50% of the year, it's pumpkin pie when it's cold. 50% mm. of the year, when it's warm, blueberry pie. I'm right there with you. When it's warm out, give me that blueberry pie. When it's cold out, give me that pumpkin pie. I, I And then number three, I'm going to give apple pie. Num- it, yeah. It's pretty close behind, but I think apple pie, I've had more variability it gets in dinged, apple pies. It gets dinged in the fact that apple crisp is just so much easier to make that I almost mm. never eat apple pie. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. It has alternatives because it's so easy. I mean, there's like blueberry cobbler and stuff like that, but that's, uh, I feel like it doesn't yeah. scratch the same itch that yeah. a blueberry pie would. Agree, agree. Um, but the apple pie, I've had watery apple pies. I've had yeah. ones that were over-seasoned. I've had them under-seasoned. They're all good, but they're not the, all amazing. The technical prowess it takes to make a perfect apple pie is is a lot like you, you have to be Insane. really good and, and and it feels so rare that i get a really just like spot on perfect apple pie so mm. the consistency of pumpkin pie on the other hand is just like you just throw some pumpkin in a pie crust and, yeah. and you're done like that's, <laughs> that's it I mean, <laughs> like i'm you, gonna say canned like the can right stuff. like you buy you a pre-made pie crust pumpkin. you take a pre-made yeah. pie crust you take canned pumpkin and boom you combine them and then that's it that's the end of the recipe yeah. <laughs> I, I I think blueberry and pumpkin are both very consistent. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm. I was thinking about if I've ever had a like terrible blueberry pie, and I don't think so. Don't I've think had so. okay blueberry pies. They've always been. You just sweeten it's hard up a lot of up. sugar in there, and like the yeah. it's great. That filling is awesome. But the thing about why I like pumpkin pie is that it uh, it's the least or it's not the least sweet, I guess, but it is like. Not very sweet. It feels appropriately paired. It feels appropriately paired with vanilla ice cream, where when you pair mm. vanilla ice cream with like a blueberry pie, I'm like, this is too much sweet. Like, I actually don't yeah. need that pairing. Pumpkin pie, I'm like, yeah, sweeten it up. We're great. Yeah, it, it's the perfect amount, a perfect base. I, I I think blueberry just for all year around, and also because it's got that top crust, and I love some crust. And people now, don't talk about people don't talk uh, about the pie, pie crust. crust. Now, swerving away from that, I think I would knock. For my third spot, I would knock apple pie down and I would put pecan mm. pie there because I'm I'm a glutton. That's for, fair. I, I, I <laughs> eat an unhealthy – when it's around, I eat the whole thing. And I know that's not right because it's just like sugar and, and pecans. That's But I <laughs> love it. It's so good. That's why is because every single time I eat it, I feel like it's going to tug out a tooth. Yes. Like <laughs> I I feel it. like it's going to combination tug out my teeth and stop my heart. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not it's not good for you and you can feel it. and you Because like blueberry, you're like, well, it has fruit in it and fruit is – it's a super food. <laughs> 
vegetables are antioxidants. <laughs> I, I think that all the sugar probably goes against all that, but there's I that like, like little bit. Pecan pie okay. still has the ability to give me like little kid sugar rush energy or I eat it and I'm just <laughs> bouncing off the walls like a maniac and then I crash. It's great. Yeah. Love it. It's, uh, I, I don't need that on Thanksgiving. I'm oh, all- <laughs> I, need, I need it all the time. I need... I need a nap after I, I don't need like to to have a second wave. Yeah. You know? But anyway, we 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 normally we kind of argue about these things. We're in pretty good accord there. Yeah, we're pretty good accord. <laughs> like, Sometimes we're allowed to agree. We gotta keep guessing. Yeah, but I I do want to say very quickly because I did look up like trying to find like a, a list of people's favorite pies in uh-huh. the U.S. and I found a uh, map of like regional pies that Regional, people like okay yeah they do this um, like the, map- the halloween candy map every year for halloween yeah. yeah um i'm just gonna say some highlights uh northeast was blueberry like it was ma- just maine new hampshire and massachusetts and rhode island all right like, we got those the blueberries other ones i mean it's a great great pie i'm glad to live in this area if, if only for that reason yeah ironically new york's thing is boston cream pie wait that's what <laughs> hold on wait wait wait. is there actually a pie that is boston cream pie i thought it was just a donut yeah that, there's boston cream pie i think it's like i've never i don't i can't think of what it is like i can look it up right now but i wonder I think if i should be like eating more boston cream pie i do live here like should i no, be should it's I be not our favorite more? no <laughs> yeah but it's a regional uh, thing it's like you go to somebody's yeah. house instead of bringing them a bottle of wine you just show up with a boston cream pie i like, thought you'd like it <laughs> in in the south of course they uh they love their pecan, pecan pie, pie but also key lime key and lime like and love stuff. a good key lime super outlier no other state have this uh georgia loves sweet potato i don't i'm not fond of a sweet potato pie it's like a it's like Interesting. a it's like a, a false idol pie? yeah it's like a false idol it's like a, it's like a bad yeah. pumpkin pie it's like who put potato in my in my pumpkin pie who did this this is not good <laughs> um the pumpkin pie takes over like the entire west coast hell yeah um other than in the uh northwest where marionberry yeah that's a, like those that's a seattle like uh <laughs> yeah, yeah like a seattle washington psychos. washington state it's a good regional berry i i'm perfectly happy with her i had a marionberry mm. sunday when i was out there and it was really tasty oh yeah, really I, nice. I don't it's just them i feel like it's it's seattle and stuff are like oh yeah have you never heard of marionberry (laughs) (laughs) well a lot of people haven't heard of marionberry it's like somewhere between a blueberry and a raspberry it's nice i like it Mm. um the other highlights are i'm just gonna go over two more uh midwest is fucking loving cherry pie they're they're all about cherry pie the entire midwest other than honestly not one of my favorites i don't i mean it's Mm. fine i'll eat it i like cherry pie fine enough but oftentimes super sweet super super sweet yeah like syrupy i've definitely had cherry pie but it's not one of my because for that reason i feel like it's It's like that syrup like you get in there it's crazy and then north dakota not south dakota though and um oh what's in minnesota love banana cream banana cream they're the least tropical of those states (laughs) (laughs) i saw that i'm like i'm sorry banana cream what are we doing here huh um i mean i can't knock them for their taste that's good pie selection but i mean yeah i just wanted to throw those out there because i thought it was funny that (laughs) (laughs) the least tropical place that all these things like i've looked at multiple maps nobody can really agree some people are like pumpkin pie is the best other people are like cherry is my best the best but i feel like the people who say cherry are from the midwest well they grow cherries right that's that's where they have them 
Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, that was a little pie sojourn. How about we mosey on? Oh, oh, I'm just so full of this pie. I got to take a little rest. Hand the the baton over to you, Theo. Well, you're going to have to keep eating in my next segment. The first, my first segment, as always, (laughs) comes out from thetakeout.com. Thank you, The Takeout. You should have seen this one coming. You are going to be eating more. This one's entitled Cinemark to deliver popcorn, wings, and ices to your door. Oh, wait. Mm? Cinemark? Is that If you want to skip the theater and eat your concessions at home, Cinemark will deliver. This is some that I... Ooh, my brain just kind of did a U-turn right there. (laughs) Did did you do what I did, which is, hey, they've lost the plot. They've forgotten why people sneak candy into movie theaters. (laughs) This is... I know I've said the phrase post-capitalism on this uh-huh. podcast. This, this is, is like the most post because they've lost a plot of like their entire business where they're just like, how do we make more money? How do we get all the money though? <laughs> this is and like they're like the, the news report coming out. It's like Boston Logan will, will serve you shitty tuna fish sandwiches right through <laughs> your door. It's like, what are we doing? <laughs> do you want that nice airline food straight to your dummy? Like, we'll deliver we'll, it. Well, yeah, we'll deliver it, and it'll be $100 per tray. The reasons you about eat that? popcorn, uh. wings, and an icy at the movies is is because you've shown up too late, and you've forgotten to mm-hmm. eat a meal, and you need something that so you're not thinking about food for your entire movie. Those are the reasons you eat those three foods. People also have nostalgia for it. I will accept yeah. that. But it's also, like, they, they say, I'm, I don't go to the theaters often. Let me just get this. I know it's overpriced. Like, guys. The, <laughs> the concept that it would have any kind of... Hmm. Any kind of footprint outside of a movie theater that they would have any kind of draw is such a. This is the. This is on <laughs> the same level as the OnlyFans trying to get I, rid of the porn content. Like, my, what are you doing? My favorite is when I introduce a headline of an article, and you have so much to say about it that we haven't even yeah. gotten to the content of yeah. the article. Yeah, you know, that's, that is right. Let's get to the content of the article because I right. can't. Here we go from the takeout. If you've ever watched a movie from the comfort of your home and wished you had a bucket of real movie theater popcorn in your lap, a major American cinema oh chain might just have you covered. Cinemark, a company with over 500 theater theater locations and 5,800 screens throughout North America is betting that you'll still want to order movie theater concessions for delivery even if you skip going out to the movies. Icy's hot dogs, popcorn, candy, it's all yours through the magic of third-party delivery. So Cinemark has partnered with DoorDash, Grubhub, and Uber Eats. Cinemark announced this meet that this week that the company has entered into a partnership with the nation's three largest food part... Uh, third-party food delivery services, DoorDash, Grubhub, and Uber Eats, to deliver movie theater snacks straight to the customer's door. The press release notes that Cinemark is the first national cinema chain to partner with all three services. Real feather in my cap there. (laughs) Does that imply that, like, AMC is like, we're too high brow for DoorDash. We got like, only Grubhub for us. Like, I like what? the flip side of it where they're like, a customer is sitting on their couch and they're like, boy, I'd really love to order some movie theater wings, but I am a purist. I only go we, for Grubhub. <laughs> and they're only can, on Uber Eats. <laughs> this is, I can't, mm, that we were going to, we're not even going to dance around the fact that we've already commented this is an insane idea. That it's already overpriced and it's not good things. And it's things that literally they're like, where else are you going to get popcorn? That's like the movie theater. 
literally my pantry because there's <laughs> mic- like microwave popcorn right. that is literally says on it it's got the butter it's, it's got like the, the it's got theater. the movie theater butter right here we they, got you well, they've solved this well, also popcorn the the substance that the moment it goes cold and like has yeah. the wet this is the, it where turns I got into cut goo up. like mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> my, my burger like if you order I, I you can't order burgers or anything that are fries because they'll immediately be soggy I, I, if you get DoorDash if this I was to like, ever do this <laughs> I would want the, the DoorDash man to show up at my house and say, yeah. cool, I'm here to make you your popcorn. And he goes to my microwave and puts in a packet of <laughs> microwave popcorn and says, here you go. Here's your movie theater popcorn. I don't want it any other way. Why are they Why are they popping it beforehand? It defeats the whole purpose. I want that DoorDash guy to come to my door, knock on the door and go, uh, did you order the, the Cinemax uh, food? And I go, <laughs> yes. And he goes, okay, then you deserve this. And he pulls like a gun and shoots me in the head. <laughs> And I and I'm like yeah okay. and I'm in heaven I'm like he's just calling he's the just population like Did somebody yeah, order fine. some popcorn. Here's a quote. Oh. Although Good. there is nothing like indulging in your favorite movie theater concessions while watching great content in one of our immersive auditoriums, we are thrilled to now give fans across our markets the ability to have their favorite concessions delivered to their homes when they aren't able to make it to the theater. Cinemark's SVP of food and beverage said in a press release. As we've seen with AMC, food and drinks are, are the, where cinemas hope to generate profit as theaters' attendance dwindles. Oh my God! Is there a They're bigger sign? Clawing. They are clawing. <laughs> they are absolutely clawing. This is this is a mess. Have you ever heard the meme of like? I'm sorry. Did you use AI for that apology video? Like when, <laughs> when YouTubers get both. This is. I know that this is probably not AI. This is worse than AI. I think AI would have done better than like when you enjoy your content, like the good content uh, slave that you are, a good consumer. You will buy our puppet corn and you will consume it. <laughs> our puppet like, corn. Also, concessions are are just other like it's Coca Cola and like raisinets. It's not like they Things have house that, specialties. Like oh, we're yeah, gonna order. No- <laughs> Listen, we got to get wings from my favorite wing spot, Cinemark. They're gonna deliver. Yeah. Like, <laughs> They do it like nobody else. There's it. Oh, this is then me the rule. I get like, ooh. Here's the part of the article where uh, the takeout tries to, I don't know, give them them? give them the benefit of the doubt. The Cinemark deliveries can encompass just about everything you'd want from a movie theater concession stand: popcorn, candy, chips, soda, hot dogs, nachos, even things like uh, chicken wings and ices. A quick aside here: movie theater nachos have got to be the most disgusting nachos on the planet. Like you can't. you can't convince me otherwise. It, it's the, every, everyone listening, think to yourself, go into your little mind. Everyone powers. close your eyes. If you're driving, yeah. especially close your eyes. Go into your memories. <laughs> yeah. When somebody walks into the theater holding those nachos, holding a hot dog, and it immediately starts stinking up the place. Yep. Do you really think to yourself, if only it could stink up my home? If only I, my whole house could smell like this. The place where <laughs> this I sleep could, and live. Yeah. This is, <laughs> yes. Also, they're, they're going to give you cold cheese. What's the point of nachos? I don't. I, don't, <laughs> I, I can't. Ah! The article continues. Oh. There's some obvious benefits to having these items delivered. For one thing, I hate Why? how greasy what? my hands get when I eat this ultra buttery popcorn in public. <laughs> At home, I can bring a whole roll of paper towels over to the coffee table and feel free to get messy. Hey, I have an idea. Just bring napkins to the movie theater, my dude. You you yeah, have ability. That. You can you can bring a wet nap to the movie theaters. No 
one's going to stop you. If Based on uh, go to a movie at like 2 p.m. on a Wednesday, and then you could just kind of yell up to the projectionist like, hey, my hands are messy. Can you just pause the movie? Because you're the <laughs> only one in the theater, if we're being honest. So the program is rolling out to all domestic Cinemark locations between now and the end of the year. Uh, the company decided to expand upon its delivery options after testing the program at a limited number of locations and seeing resoundingly positive results. What? So we need to get they into did it the- at w- <laughs> one place and, and it was like next to a bunch of houses. Like I cannot fathom how it got good results. <laughs> so here are some of the prices uh, mm. that we're looking at from this is as listed on Grubhub. Oh, this is more content than I thought it was. Yeah. I, I didn't think we we're going to hear the prices. Well, this is like the takeout went and found these spots yeah. on Grubhub and did, and listed themselves. So good on them but for this is, investigative yeah, this, journalism here. They would have never, if it's the, the official press release would have never, ever, ever listed the prices of the. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> so I want to see how bad they are. A bucket of popcorn, $8 yeah. for a medium, $9 they, for an large. Okay. That is, uh, can they, I'm trying to come up with a witty way to say fuck yourself. No, just fuck yourself. I can't. I can't. Go stick your head. Ten dollars. Go stick your head in a in a vat of butter topping. Yeah, my dude. that's good. You butter your fucking head, you idiot, and shove it. That'll lubricate it for you when you shove it up your ass. Like fuck you. Oh my god. All right, a hot dog. Six dollars fifty for a quarter pound hot dog. No. My dude, you can go down to any bodega or corner store and get a 12-pack of hot dogs for, like, a dollar. Like, we've talked on this show about how cheap hot dogs are and how you can get them anywhere. We've talked about that on this show. Our Lord and Savior Costco has had their their hot dog at (laughs) $1.50 for the entire (laughs) existence. Because uh, the CEO is like, if you raise that price, I'm going to murder someone. (laughs) We will take infinite loss on this. I think he literally said that. He's like, it won't go up. (laughs) The year is 3050. The Costco hot dog still costs $1, even though (laughs) the the inflation rate is (laughs) 50,000%. Fucking iced tea. The um. Oh my god. What's the the very famous iced tea that you could? Get? It was like ninety nine cents, and they raised it. And people were like, "I can't believe you've done that." I they did that, you. and I can't believe that you're charging this much for a hot dog, a bad, <laughs> a bad <laughs> hot dog that was on the rollers for like for forever. 10 and so hours? they rolled, they put into a car and drove to your house, which somehow Ugh. makes it worse. Nachos. That's okay. Six dollars yeah, fifty cents. Same price as no. the hot dog. Nope, not happening. Movie theater candy, three dollars fifty to three seventy five. Again, just go to CVS. I yeah, I mean, there, you could go down the street. There's yeah. The, like, uh, fountain soda, four dollars for a medium or four fifty for a large. I don't know what I we're would, doing. You can go get this yourself. I, you <laughs> could get an entire like liter of yes. stuff. Like you could go. This is. Oh, and then is I this think laziness? Is this, this pure laziness? This is what capitalism is. And then finally, <sighs> icy, $4 for a medium, $4.50 for a large. If they can get you an icy in your home before it melts, this is the only the only item on this menu that I could see justified because you can't reasonably make an icy for yourself. Like That's true, but it, honestly, this is only been, in reality, the only customer that they're going to get is the giant cockroach from uh, Men in Black because he's going to be like, oh, sugar water. Give me that <laughs> yeah. sugar water. Because like, <laughs> that's what it's going to be. Uh, so uh, just... I don't know. If you if you are within a uh, 
striking distance of a cinemark and feel like reporting back writing into the show feel feel free to waste your own money i won't be doing yeah, any further regressive <laughs> investigation into this sad tale yeah send it to segmentcitypodcast at gmail.com and say how much you regret it or yeah. also we'll probably read it on iwaspoisoned.com <laughs> absolutely I, don't feel, <laughs> I started eating the nachos and then i just had to go i couldn't even watch my movie terrible diarrhea yeah, that's <laughs> the rate of food poisoning for having it at the theater fresh is probably like it's still pretty rough. So in the time period it takes to get to your the half door, life, oh. the half life on a hot dog from the movie theater is two hours, so that you can get home, you can watch your movie in two hours, you can get home, and then you and then it hits you. They've timed <laughs> it out exactly get, right. Then you get diarrhea and <laughs> yeah, vomiting, right? Exactly right. So you can make it just through your movie, and then they're not culpable. Oh man, that's this is rough. This. Anyway, that's the end of our segment. Uh, losing faith in humanity. <laughs> I can't. It's just losing makes me want. Just, it's fine. Just movie theaters can go to hell if that's if this is what the the path they're taking. It's fine. Yeah, that's they're trying to save it with like Taylor Swift concerts and stuff. It's not going to work. I'm sorry, guys. You I don't mean, know I'm, what you're I'm, doing. I'm way more fine with that than this. This is just grasping yeah. at nothing. This is creating a market. Oh, yeah. no this, one is asking for. What's the is it really a big thing, though, to get onto DoorDash? Is it really a press release worthy? I guess it is for a movie theater. <laughs> We've but finally like, done it. We've managed. Like, <laughs> like, the next one's going to be like, you'll never believe what we did. We made a YouTube channel. We finally yeah. done it. <laughs> no one said, no one thought we could. Imagine going to a uh, Cinemark uh, Discord <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> that would be awful. There's just a hot but, dog channel. Where's my hot dog? <laughs> I'm gonna get a hot dog. I, I ordered a hot dog on DoorDash exactly two hours ago. Where's where's it? it? Give me it. Oh, I Theo, I wish that we would be going into uh, a, a cheerier segment. Uh huh. Some something that will raise your spirits up. But no. No. Oh. Well, I it'll raise certain people's spirits. You know what up. they always say. Will I always say about you? You always you always raise me up. You always raise me up. That's what you're always doing. And that's what you're going to do with this next segment. I guarantee. Come on. And this is and this is coming from a guy who did an entire gigantic segment about a child murderer. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I just ended <laughs> so that episode. Go. Yeah. <laughs> go, go back to the, yeah. uh, that episode. But this is a wiki how, mm-hmm. a how-to. We're going to teach you how to be a furry. Wait. Because <laughs> earlier we... <laughs> we did a how-to of how to choose your fursona. Okay, it is different. Now, I was going to be like, now I, just, we're getting wait, into I was it. like, I just edited this, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I like, wait a minute. This is, this is how to be a fursona. We already went, you've picked your fursona. You've done it. As all of you probably did after listening to that episode. And you've been waiting. You've been waiting. You've been waiting yeah. for this next how-to. And I do love when they're co-authored by the WikiHow staff. Because that, <laughs> that has a level of culpability on their part. The furry fandom is a large, inclusive community based on a love of anthropomorphic animals, for people who don't know who furries are. These animals that talk, walk on two legs, and behave like both animals and humans. If you want to celebrate your fanship and express yourself creatively as a furry, welcome aboard! Once you develop... (laughs) Welcome aboard! (laughs) Welcome to the furry cruise. This place is terrible, and also, don't go into the pools... Don't Everybody <laughs> shit into it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> Every single person. Uh, once you develop your first uh, fursona, which you probably already have, start interacting with other furries online and in real life through conventions and local meetup groups. 
Explore your creative interests and see how they tie to the furry community, whether it means creating fan art or fur shooting. <laughs> because those are, I love that they also say those are the only two ways. Like, <laughs> you either create fan art of your, your furry. <laughs> or you you bring it into the real world. You spend a bunch of money. You uh-huh. have a fursuit. But they also say, remember, you don't need a fursuit to be a furry. Yeah, you got you to gotta qualify that. It's a, state, I, it's a state of mind. Listen, so uh, my fursona is a bloodhound. And what I do is I find foxes and I'm like, I kill them. That's what I do. Oh. That's my whole deal. <laughs> anybody else? Anybody else like, no? A bunch of people here are foxes? Oh, that's what the shit. deal is? Oh, shit. Okay. Okay, I'm going to have to start biting a lot of things <laughs> so, and shaking them around. This is just role play, Sorry. but I'm going to have to start biting you and start going yeah, crazy. <laughs> they would, I feel like certain people would like that. So let's not <laughs> delve too deep right. into that. Uh, most importantly, focus on having fun with your furry fanship. First section, things you should know. Which is a, Tell you, know, you know. got to love when, when it has like a little warning, but it tries to have that warning in a way that is nice. You don't, they already said you don't need a fursona or a fursuit to be a furry. Uh, the furry community is generally very accepting and, diver- and, diver- and diverse, which I will uh, I will agree with. And there is a large population of LGBTQ plus individuals within the fandom, which I will also agree with. There's nothing wrong with bearing, being a furry. It's not inappropriate or dangerous. In fact, it's a very healthy and fun way to express yourself. I'm going to say in certain contexts. Yeah, I, I mean, well, everything, <laughs> everything in, moderate, in moderation. One reason I'm choosing this is because WikiHow does, like, artwork mm-hmm. for, like, each individual sec- section. I will be sending you every fucking piece because they're <laughs> okay, so funny to me. Chat. That's great. Uh, I love this. Number one. Oh, man. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, no. It is, this this was very cut and dry. I'm going to get it's in trouble a, for this. I don't know. It's, it's a human woman, and she has her finger to her mouth like, ooh. And like, it's ooh, an arrow thinking, to a thought bubble. She's thinking some naughty thoughts that she shouldn't be at, thinking of. Of her as a fox. And it's... Uh, number one, make the choice to become part of the furry community, which I feel like you've already, if you're already here, you've already made that choice. Yeah. So uh, basically, like, don't, there's no entry test. There's no permission. You just do whatever you want. Um, if you want to create your own furry, meet other like pioneer people at furry conventions. Uh, if you don't want to do that, it's fine, too. Uh, number two, participate in online furry groups and discussion boards. You know what so animal? That's, a- <laughs> that's a weird number two suggestion. It's like you're role playing as an animal by getting by getting online. I mean, yeah, I- but look at that picture of this guy. He's he's absolutely <laughs> fucking loving it. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> he's talking to a furry that is. They're just saying hearts so, to each other, which is funny. So this man is buff Michael Sarah, and he's gotten online, <laughs> and he's decided that <laughs> what he loves doing is talking with, uh, I don't know, some cat. That that is expressing yeah. its love for him. I was gonna say that it looks exactly like Mark Zuckerberg. It's definitely buff Mark Zuck. Yeah. Uh, try websites like Fur Amino or websites like So Furry or Fur Affinity, which I've only heard of one of those because Fur Affinity is like the biggest one. There's literally any place on the internet, every single corner. I think you're gonna find a furry. <laughs> I don't think it's you that don't have hard to, to look that them. hard, right? Uh. Number three, make sh- make and share furry fan art and other creative work. And this is another one I got to send to you because it is. Uh... <laughs> oh, my God. This, this man. OK, so there's a man who looks like he's an office worker. He's very well put together wearing a collared shirt. 
sitting there and looming over him is a blue fox that is <laughs> that is all about illustrating and art and acting and it, so into it loving life and he's sitting there smiling like yeah this is me this is what i'm doing this is this is not necessarily a question to you because i don't think you'll have the answer this is more to the broader audience in in furries in general what's up with furries and v-necks v-necks yeah, because this one's wearing a V-neck, and now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I think I have not. I'm not a furry. I I don't really, but I've been on the internet, so which means that I've seen furry hmm. art. I feel like they have uh, V-neck shirts. I don't know why. Try writing fan fiction, creating music, making video animations, vlogging, illustrating fan art, or performing performing in your fur persona. Which I'm gonna say I'm trying out for Wicked as I will be playing Glinda the Good Witch as a fox, and I will not take no for an answer. This is my choice as an actor. I do, I do like that they're just because like certain one of these, it's like random fan fiction. Okay, animations that makes sense. These are all like in the world creating music. Yeah, how do you get, other than making it very explicitly furry lyrics? How do people know that you're furry <laughs> if it's because people listen to music on Spotify and stuff? Um, what about if you performing? join? Uh, you, yeah, performing. You join an improv group, and every time they're like, "All right, so the scene is you're a secret agent and you've infiltrated the MI6." It's like, okay, I'm I'm a cat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's Hi. my character choice for this one. We're looking for suggestions for uh, characters for us to play. Uh, you should be a baker. Oh, you should be a radio host. Um, I don't know about those. You should be a fox. There we go. There we go. Okay, That's what we, we were looking for. <laughs> they only go for that. <laughs> they do that every single time. They're like, ah, kind of. I'm not feeling those. How about a fox? Oh, I'm feeling fox, actually. <laughs> Did someone say I should be a dog? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm there for it. I'm going to send you the most threatening. We... We've had you've sent me images of uh taxidermied animals that by the way my girlfriend has walked in and been like what the, what fuck, the fuck is that cuz <laughs> like, cuz we had gotten off the call and I was like oh right so so this is this is more threatening than any of those oh my god to me <laughs> that looks like a five that looks like a five nights at freddy's that yes it looks like they're about to like carve your legs off and eat them oh my god or or have sex with you both are threatening. It is Anthrocon. Like, this is a, a drawn picture. I think this and it's picture a bunch is of furries, like, waving at it's supposed you. To be from- I think it's supposed to be inviting, but it's it's kind of got Uncanny Valley vibes with, like, mm-hmm. the eyes and stuff. It's a little... Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, number five, attend a furry convention to meet other furries in person. I'm going to say most of these are, are fine. Like, I'm, I'm not going to go into there. Apparently, Anthrocon is the largest furry convention that's based in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, but uh, I, you don't have to go to these. And a lot of them have a lot of them are good. A lot of them <laughs> I've heard bad stories for like Rainforest. We might do a feature segment if we haven't already done a segment on it. Um, because that is the biggest disaster of a, any convention. Oh, it is a furry convention. So, uh, I also just be... noticed the guy on the left in this photo or in this drawing. Oh, his eyes are absolutely. Well, he looks like up. a half squirrel, half orc. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to categorize that animal. I don't know what that is. It has a beard, but it's like a lion. And right. it also has hair like he's a monk in the, the 15th century. <laughs> yeah, right. So the, I don't know what's cut. going on. Yeah. Uh, number six, get involved in a local furry group. 
was just gonna say that's that is more threatening to me like or i feel like a bigger ass than going to a big convention because at least you can get yeah. lost in that in this i feel like it's an aa meeting where they're like hi i'm dave and my persona is a dragon like you have to go around the room and like some people have their suits on some people don't uh but you can you can try some role playing games, act out your personas, or create fan art together, or take f- photos of in your first if you have them. This is another one that uh, I once said. This one's like a cuter one. It's just people wearing like t shirts and having a little stuffed animal. Although one woman's holding a stuffed animal and it looks like it's alive, so I don't know what? about that. <laughs> I can send you it. <laughs> That's and, just a just pink cat. Funny. No, it, it's a pink cat. So it it looks like a. a <laughs> My Little Pony. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, number seven, socialize, socialize with their other furries to form new friendships. That's always good to do. Uh, from gaming communities to literature groups, so you have no trouble finding other furries who shame the, share the same interests as you. Uh, I don't know. If, is there a lot of furry literature? I guess there would be a lot of furry movies, because that's like Disney movies, I guess. My Little Pony. But Yeah cross-section there maybe this is <laughs> this is another one that in even in context is a kind of insane picture it's just a bunch of people who are all collectively in the same <laughs> thought bubble thinking about them you know as when furries. you get together with your best friends in the whole world and you collectively go into one dreamscape and you all have a good laugh <laughs> and you all imagine all the good times you're having together <laughs> you collectively hallucinate after you yes. take mushrooms and yeah and it's, watch. it's one shared high dream yeah that happens to me all the time yeah, you just watch The Great Mouse Detective and you go, what if that was us? What and then you, that's it. <laughs> um, a lot of these things are, are uh, kind of self-explanatory or kind of uh, repetitive, so I'm skipping over a lot of them. Uh, number nine, though, forget your negative misconceptions about furries. And I love this picture because th- they said to the artist, can you do something about it not being all porn? <laughs> and they do <laughs> It's the most base level. Yes, that is that is a good uh, that is a good representation of it. It's like there's a there's a furry that's wearing literally a PG shirt. It is just yeah. a shirt that has a a PG symbol on it, and then a not equal side towards just like this furry that's in a bikini and it has an R rated symbol oh, yeah. on it. It's, like, it's not that. Get your mind out of the we gutter. Want, it's PG. It's not equal to R. Like they it's aren't the, the same, same community. Uh, there are a lot of myths and rumors about the furry community. I'm going to say, from ancient times, the (laughs) myths of furries past. (laughs) Uh, Circulating through the media that you'll need to debunk for yourselves and for others in your life. Most importantly, know that you don't have to own or wear a fursuit in order to be a furry. They say this multiple times, and it is true. Uh, You can participate no matter what you wear. Additionally, know that only a small percentage of furries focus on the erotic aspect of the fandom. You don't have to do anything like that in order to participate in the community peer pressure just say no and then they they say that they try to compare it to cosplayers and sports fans and i'm like okay i'm gonna say that <laughs> I, don't, yeah, but like, I don't know about that 
<laughs> you can be a casual sports fan, but then if you get really deep into it, you just want to bone other sports fans. That's what really yeah, happens. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I was like, well, cosplay is not the uh, no, never mind. Cosplay is very horny, but sports isn't necessarily. <laughs> sports horny. doesn't have to be horny. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. I I would say sports is like maybe minorly just boys horny, being boys, just level. a bunch of bros. Yeah. <laughs> I also, this is a kind of a weird bullet point. The majority of furries don't actually believe they're animals. Well, this I mean, I, yeah. Do you need right? yeah? That's that. What do you mean weird. by believe? What does believe mean? Saying that makes me go like, hold up. That means that some of them do. Like, there's a minority <laughs> that are like, I am this animal. No, mom. That's, I am a dog. You don't understand. Yeah. I do need to poo on the floor. You don't get it. That, to me, crosses the line into mental illness. So I don't know if we should be. Uh, but some might wish for animal traits or enjoy exploring them. But most furries are just expressing their fanship of anthropomorphic animals. I, <laughs> they're like, if only I had the ears of a cat, my life would be so much better. I would be able to hear so much. Everyone would love me and accept me. Um. Method two, creating, crafting a fursona. We already went over this, but it does have, <laughs> they, they shoot themselves in the foot again by saying it's not uh, erotic. And then they have this fucking picture that I just sent you, um, which is of a guy who is drawing <laughs> oh, no. an amalgam creature, oh, no. I'm going to say, that <laughs> is a jacked it's defined jacked. yes and emphasis like he's he's got a pointy tail that's pointing to he's, his bicep it is literally, literally flexing to his, yes. yeah <laughs> he's literally flexing you in shirtless so i don't know how they could say that um number two pick colors you know assign a name uh draw your work we already went over all this um method three getting a fursuit well, now, this just, is what about you already said? Wait, you don't have to. But if you want one, okay. number one, save up at least a thousand dollars US oh my in God. order if you want to buy a fursuit. It's a lot. That's how fursuits are a lot of money. Uh, they're fun to wear and can be as uh, just as entertaining to onlookers and non furries, which I'm going to say, mm, depending on the furry, depending on the crowd, depends on the crowd, depends on the furry. You can differentiate like a mascot because like a lot of mascots for sports, going back to that, are, are animals. Like, yeah. th those look fine. Most of these you can tell because they are like blue and have a huge cock <laughs> half the time <laughs> or like are, are super ripped. So you're like, uh, I don't know if that's you can tell, enjoyable for everybody. <laughs> I don't know if we want that. Or <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> but, <laughs> it's, but you'll need to save a thousand dollars, at least two thousand, if you're in the market for a full body suit. Uh, if you want to buy one, research how do you get it made, and then make a savings plan so you have enough money to cover the costs. Which I gotta say, if you're like, if somebody's like, "Hey, you saving up for a house or anything?" Um, well, it's another big ticket item. You could another say one. that. Uh, hey, yeah. you know what? It's less. This is a whole fursuit is like. What, a 4090? I think it's a pretty, it's all in perspective here. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, and these are terms that I don't really know. Choose between getting a partial plantigrade or digitigrade uh, fursuit. Huh. Cho choosing a partial suit is you just want hand, head, hands, feet, and tail. So then you just Where wear clothes otherwise, and then you're covered? Uh, yeah, kind of. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just like a, kind of a mascot thing but without the torso mm -hmm. in the legs 
Opt for a plantigrade suit if you want something that covers your whole body and shows off uh, all of the markings and physical characteristics of the persona. Consider a digirade suit if you want to take a full body step suit a step further. These suits have animal-like feet and extra padding on the legs to make them more like an animal's back legs. Huh. Which is... Uh, it's a Digimon suit. Yeah. it's That is interesting, though, that they have to consider that. Because I never considered that for a furry. Is that they would have to have those, like, backwards legs that, like, uh, wolves have and stuff. Uh, number three, commission a fursuit suit maker. That's pretty cut and dry. There's a lot of them. Uh, number four... Practice performing and acting in your fursuit. And I'm, uh, I guess, I guess, <laughs> I you, guess. like, you got to practice, like, if you, because yeah. if it has mechanics to it, I guess you got to practice. And if you, like, make poses and stuff, I guess mm-hmm. you got to do that in the mirror. But, like, make sure your mom's not home, because like, <laughs> I don't know if she's going <laughs> to understand necessarily. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, that is the end of the article. They say so many times. You, you don't, don't need a fursuit. Just remember, it's if, literally there's, a there's one, if there's literally one takeaway of this whole thing, is just remember. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> the first question in the QA is literally that. Do I have uh, to? The second, <laughs> the second question is, how do I tell my mom I'm a furry? Oh, no. <laughs> That's one of those things that I'm like, I don't necessarily think your mom needs to know unless it's like you are getting a full fursuit and going to conventions that she has to drive you to. That's she, right. If you don't have your license yet. You don't necessarily need to tell her for every single time, but... Uh, but anyway, that is how to be a furry. Hopefully, very that useful. Helps we're always somebody. providing good, useful information here. You know, we're giving always, the people every single time. We we see all your comments. We see it's a good, <laughs> it's a very good takeout segment. But hey, where? How do I do? A, how do I become a furry? That's the main question we get asked here on Segment City. So happy every to serve. Time. Happy to serve the people. We're we're for the yeah. people. You know, <laughs> you're putting your hands up like a guy who is What's totally. Ex- I'm totally hey, innocent. So, I don't come for us. <laughs> hey, we, we respect you, furries. Come on. Don't, don't <laughs> bar your teeth at me and growl. Come on. Come on. What did I ever do? <laughs> but let's move on to your hopefully less furry segment. My next segment is a Wikipedia historian, but it's not actually. Ooh. It's not actually from Wikipedia. Uh, oh. And it is about flighting. Do you know what flighting is? Flight. I know the concept of flight. But what is this? Flighting? Is spelled F L Y T, flighting, flighting. Yeah. So this comes to us idea. from Atlas Obscura and How Stuff Works. I've sort of amalgamated two different articles. So flighting is a style of battle of insults and wits that was practiced most actively between the fifth and sixteenth centuries in England and Scotland. Uh, Theo, do you ever you ever feel like you missed your time? <laughs> You're like, I could have been the best court jester out there. I could have been been a professional insulter. Come on. That would be great. That would be awesome. Oh, Uh, man. Participants employed the timeless tools of provocation and perversion, as well as satire, rhetoric, and early bathroom humor to publicly trounce opponents. I love that. Early bathroom humor. Going back. Keeping it high class. That's great. <laughs> what, is, what does early bathroom humor really mean? Because the, the process of going to the bathroom <laughs> it's has been not the changed. Same. Has the uh, comedy really gone <laughs> far? I don't think so. It also implies that it used to be really high class and eventually we arrived <laughs> like, wait a minute. Bathroom humor. My lord, I have a new joke for you. <laughs> like, oh my god <laughs> do it again <laughs> it's even funny. i gotta get the other lords in here wait do it again do it again <laughs> this is insane, this is insane <laughs> that's dude. what my butt makes that's the sound <laughs> he did it 
The term flighting comes from Old English and Old Norse words for coil, qu quarrel, and provocation. It's mm. a form of highly poetic abuse or highly abusive poetry, a very early precursor to MTV's Yo Mama and Eminem's 8 Mile. I, I was about to say, this is rap battles. This is rap this battles. Is what, this is what this yeah. is, yeah. Uh, court flighting sometimes served as entertainment for royals such as Scottish kings James IV and James V. The most famous surviving exchange is the flighting of Dunbar and Kennedy, which was performed in an early 16th century by William Dunbar and Walter Kennedy for the court of James IV. A medieval rap battle between two clever men it featured the first recorded instance of poop being used as an insult. The first recorded one. <laughs> Wait, really? In the 15th know. century? That's pretty This late. is what this, this article is claiming. I mean, I don't know. Apparently, it was the first recorded use of the word shit as an insult. Wow, yeah. that's uh, interesting. I I have to say though that the flighting of Dunbar in Kennedy, uh -huh. if I didn't know the context, could be literally anything. <laughs> could be literally anything. They, they could be fucking. They could be fighting with their fists. They could be, they could be <laughs> been thrown off a cliff and just yeah, fighting on the could. way down. <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh, the moment Kennedy called Dunbar a quote shit without a wit, he ushered in a whole new era of scatological humor. Hell yeah. Some choice lines from Dunbar and Kennedy translated from the Middle Scots include Gray-visaged gallows bird out of wits gone wild, loathsome and lousy as wet as a cress, since you with worship would so fain be styled. Hail, Monsinger, your balls droop below your dress. <laughs> that's, that's a Scottish one because of the kilts. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, you got some hanging balls there. I can see the, the bottom I can of see your hanging balls. Get them out of here. <laughs> Uh, of course, flighting was not humanity's first foray, foray into competitive insults. The popular 1938 book Homo Ludens, written by Dutch historian and theorist jo Johan Huginza, makes the basic mm -hmm. argument that the dawn of civilization was when the moment where people first started insulting each other rather than physically attacking each other. So mm -hmm. <laughs> just started insulting each other rather than uh, fighting. This is more civilized. Yes, this is, this is our base <laughs> level of civilized. There appear to be forms of verbal jousting in pretty much all cultures. For example, one finds similar rituals in Japanese haikai uh, in, mm. or in Arabic poetry and the mande practice of sanak, sanankuya with the Nigerian game ikucha. I don't know how to pronounce it either. But there's a Nigerian game as well that seems to practice this as well. So it's, there's a multitude of cultures that all sort of partake in this same practice. Yeah, that's that's very interesting to me because I feel like the the Japanese culture, at least at the the period that they're talking about, was very st strict and like tight laced and very I think formal. It it kind of goes to show that like a good burn is universal and timeless. Yeah. Like humans from <laughs> yeah. from the dawn of humanity have been like, ooh, you hear that? Like, yeah, he that's because that. <laughs> it's a great burn. Is this are they contemporaries of Shakespeare? Because I feel like Shakespeare was also on the forefront of like yeah, shit based. He definitely he definitely uh, was was in the forefront of that for sure for mm. sure. They mentioned that in another article I was reading. I think. Mm. Uh, Forms of ritualized combat, uh, forms of ritualized combat not only exist uh, only across cultures, but also across species and spiritual universes. Gods in Norse literature have been known to flight, and the concept behind flighting exists in the animal kingdom with agnostic behavior when creatures establish dominance over each other without actual fighting. So, like, hmm. I guess creatures that sort of hiss and like they're they're a sign of equating that. I think that has yeah. more to do. 
Insulting very specifically strikes at like shame, which strikes me as like a more advanced emotion than fear. Yeah, it's like dogs I, can I, feel I, shame, but like humans I, more I, intricately feel it. Like it's the social pressure aspect of it. Yeah, I would I would say that it's a very specific kind of shame too, of like out, being outwitted, right? Or out, Oh yeah, kind especially of in this like, match, it's like insult. it's literally like a battle of wits, and like the winner yeah. is more witty, is what they're saying, you know? Yeah, uh, mm. which is which is really interesting. But flighting was also a way of competing for attention at court. The participants, who are usually mm. male courtiers, might have gotten on well, which Elliot notes is often the case for today's rap battle participants too. The idea mm. behind flighting was to influence public opinion of the participants and raise both of their profiles. And each participant wanted to make himself look better than the other guy, even if they were friendly. In addition to being circulated or possibly performed at court, Elliot says that flightings may have been posted in the pub- may have been posted in the public square, such as Market Cross in Edinburgh, when people outside the court could read the witty insults and spread the reputations of the men, further raising their profile. These guys would have appreciated a good Twitter discourse. So. Basically, what they're saying is like they would perform this and then yeah. afterwards a transcript of it would be like posted and people would be like, oh, my God, he said this. Can you believe that? That's crazy. That's especially at a time where literacy was probably very low. Right. That That is very interesting that they're just like <laughs> it's it's like people waiting for test uh, scores to be put on the board, which is like an old thing in itself. <laughs> like, But it's the equivalent of that being like, Ooh, did you see how he said his balls were hanging low? <laughs> Damn. Elliot also says that Scot- the Scottish court was different from most royal courts, especially the English court. There was mm. less differentiation between the king and the other nobles, she says. So flinging insults, mm. even trading them with the king himself, was entertaining rather than treasonous. James V flighted another noble, and James VI cited Montgomery and Polert's flighting as a type of verse that was in fashion. So like these different flighting matches would sort of set the precedent for like what what's cool in this mm-hmm. like whole whole universe this is pretty cool uh almost anything was fair game in flighting as one scholar noted in the flying the flighting of dunbar and kennedy william dunbar lists all of walter kennedy's defects before detailing each one his highland origins begging cowardice treachery ugly appearance venereal disease jaundice Ooh. and sexual activity Ooh. <laughs> he goes through the whole list <laughs> You might wonder about that reference to Kennedy's Highland origins, but according to Elliot, they also berated the nature of true Scottish identity through insulting verse. Hmm. Sadly, it all came it came to an end pretty much. The, Re- the Reformation pretty much put the end to flighting, Elliot says. The schism created in the 16th century by the Protestant Reformation was pronounced in Scotland and England, and insulting poetry mm-hmm. being presented at court fell out of flavor, favor. So we no longer have it today except for Rap battles, which I guess is our most modern equivalent to this, is like you're yeah. trying to outwit the person, put them down, raise yourself up, um, which it is, kind of I is- guess, a pretty pretty close corollary. But we don't have it in like, like I guess it's roasting, like roasting <laughs> is kind of this, but roasting isn't as like uh, in verse. It's not as as thought out in terms of the phrasing of it. It's more just like jokes. And the, I, I guess roast do like the roast e will go up on stage and and, and roast return other people yeah, right yeah that's part of the fun of it but it is more of like we're gonna dogpile on this one person yeah right very different i was thinking about uh their secret of monkey island which is an old mm-hmm, adventure mm-hmm. game and they had a mechanic where when you got into battles they were insult ba- battles where your character would like <laughs> sword fight but you'd have to like get the right response to whatever quip they did 
to that's you. That's very good. And you had like a certain number of, of responses. Yeah, that's like <laughs> what this is. That's great. Yeah. It's like putting it, like, a mechanic to it. <laughs> yeah, it was, but I was thinking of that because I was also, uh, I looked up when, because uh, I'm like, if they had a Scottish king, uh, when did Scotland enter uh, Great Britain? And I think it, they say 1707? Yeah, so this was like 16th century. Yeah, so this was earlier than that. Yeah. So that that makes sense. Sorry, that was a little... That was okay. <laughs> Get the timeline straight. I'm, I'm interested in that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah so that's, so, that's flighting. That's just a little pocket of history. Very, bring it back. very interesting. Bring it back, Bring honestly. it back. <laughs> we got to bring it back. got to bring it back. But, but you know what? I hope everybody comes back for our next episode because this is the end of this episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, make it to the end with us. Remember, if you have any tales of insults or, or tales of furry conventions, mm-hmm. d- right in. Send it to <laughs> segmentcitypodcast at gmail.com. Hit up our Twitter, Segment City, or YouTube at Segment City. And leave us ratings, re- give us reviews. We love to see them. Uh, and we have a very special thank you to give somebody particular special thank you shout out to rachel robison she does our intro music she was featured on one of our episodes two a few episodes ago you'll see yes. it's in the title go look at it it's a great episode i highly encourage you to listen to it it is about uh, utan recipes utan recipes she is music you can find all over streaming platforms it's you know you can you can barely get away from it these days and some say she only yeah. eats movie theater hot dogs it's been said she goes she lives right next to the movie theater and she goes every day that's that's what i've heard i've heard that i don't know what to say i'm going to tell you we've said a lot of um (laughs) stuff that i i would classify as libel for about rachel (laughs) but that that was yeah that was defamation (laughs) i think this is probably the worst that we've ever done and um, if anybody was wondering i'm still standing i got my blood flow going i'm feeling good Take that. No one could said I said I could do it. Will, suck it. Will, you said I couldn't We're, do it. The people said I couldn't yeah. do it. Will. <laughs> I like that you're going, Will, Will, because we are the only people at the conversation. <laughs> the people said, they called to they me. They called and me they a said, liar. They called me fat and that I couldn't stand for an hour. <laughs> they said it. And guess what? Will, I did it. This is the closest that you've ever come to be doing a, a Donald Trump tangent where you're just like, and then this the man, he comes up to me, tears streaming down his face, and he says to me, I couldn't believe that you could stand for that long. Uh, I thought you had diabetes and that they would take the foot, you're gonna, but they didn't. You're going to love standing. You're going you're gonna to be standing so long, you're going you're gonna to be tired of sit, standing. You're going to love it. You're going to love it so much. You're going to be tired of winning. What? We lost what? every single one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> but we're going to end with something a little more macabre. List of unusual deaths. Uh, and we have gotten up to the uh, the 17th century, technically, 1600s. Uh this is Moliere, who's a French playwright who suffered a preliminary hemorrhage oh, caused by tuberculosis while playing as part of a hypochondriac in his own play, Les Malades Imaginaires. Uh, he disguised his convulsion as part of his performance and finished out the show, oh, no. which, <laughs> which ends with a character dead in a chair. Oh, no. After the show, he was carried in the chair to his house where he died. Oh my god. What? That is committing to the bit. 
The show must go on. The show must go on. But it is, it's like his own show. But the show the, shall how, go on. I mean, he's probably an ego guy because he was he wrote it and then also starred in it. Come on, that's a little bit tacky. <laughs> but <laughs> he died in, you know, he died for his tackiness. All right. So let's yeah, give him a right. break. <laughs> he died in at uh seventeenth of February, sixteen seventy-three. So Good on you, Molary. Molly. I'm bad at French. We established this in the aforementioned childbirth episode. You just, you just going hard on French, all right? Oh, let us really just make the French listeners mad. <laughs> Baguette, cigarettes, filthy Americans like you, Theo. You're filthy. Because you're so sweaty from standing all day. I gotta sit down. <laughs> you're, you're, yeah, you gotta. And also standing. 